Hi friends, welcome back to the Creating Eden podcast. I am your host, Eden. And today's episode, I am going to share a third trimester pregnancy update and talk about the realities of choosing free birth and what is coming up for me with that. So I'm currently 28 weeks pregnant. Um, I'm in to the third trimester, which feels so beautiful and so wild and so absurd (laughs) and exciting all at the same time. So I feel like I was, I feel like it was so recently that I was talking about um, imposter syndrome and early pregnancy and um, and everything like that and how I felt like I wasn't pregnant enough and now coming into the third trimester I'm like wow that has of course shifted that has changed so much and so drastically and my belly is so big And also knowing that I've still got like (laughs) 10 to 14 weeks, of course that's an estimate, Um, but 10 to 14-ish weeks to go, that's that's still a long time. (laughs) That's still a very long time. And I also know that it's going to, yeah, go by very quickly. Hmm. So it's this really beautiful dance of being present in my body right now um, and enjoying this season that I'm in, knowing that it will come to an end. So yeah, how am I feeling? (laughs) At 28 weeks pregnant, how am I feeling? Overall, feeling pretty fucking good. really pretty fucking good um yeah I I don't have many um complaints I definitely feel my heart is so much more open than it was um in the first and second trimesters and I'm feeling so much continuously come to the surface, I feel like I am in tears every day, which um, is not necessarily abnormal for me, but I usually have my my cycle where, you know, I'm feeling so much more tender when I'm bleeding, and then I'm starting to feel... Um, more energized, more alive, more in my masculine energy, um, external energy where when I'm ovulating, I'm not as tender and emotional. Um, So I usually ebb and flow through my emotions, whereas here I feel like I'm in that tenderness, that raw open-heartedness consistently every day and it's really beautiful to witness in myself because I think 
the last few years where I've really created this beautiful relationship with my emotional expression, um, it's nice to feel a shift, you know? Um, I feel like it's nice to feel a little bit more out of control and overflowing. That's what it feels like. I feel like my emotions are just overflowing. Um, I was journaling this morning, which I'll dive into a little bit more um, eventually throughout the podcast, but I was journaling this morning and um, just really getting solid and clear on some of my choices with choosing free birth. And um, I looked out the window as I was like com- completing my my journaling process and there was this huge beautiful rainbow that just started from one side of my window and arced all the way over to the other side and I was just like oh my god and I just burst into tears and just looked at it and sobbed and then I went outside and I stood in the rain and I just watched this beautiful rainbow with my hand on my womb Oh, and it was just magic. Um, so I'm definitely in that in that space of feeling more open to, um, yeah, the energies that are swarming not only within me but around me, um, and just very much connected to, yeah, spirit and this spirit baby, the spirit realms. So. It's really interesting. I, I've seen a few women in their third trimester talk about this feeling. And I I was like, I wonder if I'm ever going to feel that, if I'm ever going to experience that. And now I'm finding myself in it and I'm like, oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes, it's here. I'm feeling it. Um, so, yeah, that's where I'm at. Um, emotionally, very, very tender and open and... Um, you know, I even with, with my partner, oh, I even was like checking in with him, um, on how he was feeling and how, like what his capacity was as I've been navigating so much that's coming to the surface. It was also just a full moon. So, um, as much as I'm not bleeding in my own cycle and my own rhythm, um, I'm still connected to the cycles of the moon. And I definitely felt this full moon energy where I was just like, (laughs) what is happening to me? (laughs) Why is everything coming to the surface? But that's, that's the full moon energy illuminating, right? Um, but I, I checked in with my partner and I just asked him like where his capacity was at because I, I recognize how this is a lot. Not only is it a lot for me to hold and there's been many times this past week where I haven't been able to fully hold it myself. I've needed, I've needed support. Um, so it's a lot for him as well as of course we are navigating this together and we're living together and um, you know, he's, he's such a beautiful space holder and he's so amazing at fully receiving me in my, in the fullness of my emotional expression and my emotions. And so when I, <laughs> when I just start to bubble over, um, he's there and he's loving me and supporting me and asking me for what I need. Um, and I'm also very conscious that it's, it's a lot <laughs> it's a lot for me so I I 
I assume that it's also a lot for him and and uh, yeah it has been but it's there's like just this really juicy energy to it I I don't even know how to describe it I I think it's because I'm fully trusting that all of the things that are coming up to be witnessed and to be felt and to be moved through um, are only going to better prepare me for my birth, better prepare me for my initiation into motherhood, fully prepare me to step into that role of mother. So I think there's also this deep layer of trust in the process and trust that these things are coming up for a reason. These things are being cleared and felt for a reason. Um, and I think there's such beauty in, in that trust. So yeah, body wise, (laughs) body wise, I'm also feeling pretty good. My energy feels pretty like pretty consistent I say as I take a big yawn it feels pretty consistent definitely lower than than normal um but pretty stable with where it's at um I'm definitely resting a lot which feels so deeply nourishing um and then my yeah my physical body I'm I'm starting to feel a lot in my hips um and specifically what so many women call lightning crotch I'm experiencing now where like I just get this intense sharp pain in my pubic bone and I can't move like I can't walk I can't split my legs I can't move so the last two days has been a little bit more challenging with that um And I'm so grateful that the work that I'm still doing is from my computer at home because I would not, I would not be able to be working outside of my home right now um, in, yeah, in the state that I'm in. So um, I'm like, for those women who are listening, who, you know, you had to work until super close up until your due date or until you gave birth like I bow to you I bow to you with so much respect and so much reverence because that ain't easy and I couldn't do it and I'm grateful that I don't have to um but yeah to those women like I see you I see how powerful you are, how strong you are, and um, yeah, I'm I'm celebrating that strength in you. So, yeah, it's been it's been wild. Like at one point, Florian had to <laughs> he had to drag me to the bathroom. I had like my arms around his neck, and he was lifting me up and just like dragging me as I twinkle toed my way <laughs> to the bathroom. <laughs> Um, so yeah, like, that's, that's pretty hard. <laughs> it's pretty hard. And I'm so grateful that he's home with me. Because, yeah, I mean, of course, I would figure it out on my own. I would probably just be bear crawling everywhere. Or like, bunny hopping, I don't know. 
<laughs> keeping my legs together. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it is a little bit savage. But other than that, I'm feeling good. Like I was getting a lot of back pain um, a few weeks ago and I've been rolling my back out with my lacrosse ball and that that pain seems to have um, subsided. I, I think that I, yeah, just really got into the muscles that were being overworked um, and got to lengthen them enough for more space to be created. And that's felt really great. So, so yeah, there's my body. Um, and I, I wanted to, to dive into this topic of the reality of choosing free birth, um, because this is something that surfaced for me that I didn't know. I didn't know that I was kind of trying to avoid feeling some fear. Um, and I, so last night I listened to this really, really beautiful podcast, um, shared by, I'll, I'll have to find the episode and link it into the show notes because it was just, yeah, like I have no words. I have no words. Um, but it really was a mirror for me to, to look at where I am still trying to control my experience, control, um, my birth and, you know, yes, consciously, I know that birth cannot be controlled, yet I don't yet have that embodiment. And that's okay. I've never given birth before. How am I supposed to embody it if I don't know? (laughs) I don't know. It's my first time. Um, so I have so much grace and compassion for myself and, um, again, fully trusting, fully trusting my learning process along the way. Um, but this podcast episode was shared um, by, I think, Samantha and Noel. Um, Noel is one of the co-creatrix, um, beautiful divine women that created um, Saga, the writers, uh, the writing circle that I'm a part of, and she shared her free birth story and the death of her daughter um one day later i think it was 17 hours later she said and um there was so much in that episode um that was really really powerful to witness and to yeah just to fully witness and and hear and receive um and it was yeah, this really sacred mirror that was um, a little bit confronting to myself in in what what I'm still trying to control, how how I'm still trying to seek safety in something that um, I'm not necessarily going to be able to. So what I believe is that um, when we try to control a situation, what we are trying to do is actually find safety for ourselves um, because if if I know what's going to happen then I'm safe right and um, 
birth is something that cannot be controlled. So after listening to that podcast episode last night, um, I, I felt the dysregulation in my body that I've been trying to avoid. Um, and it was, it was now too loud for me to ignore, (laughs) too loud for me to fully, yeah, release and ignore. And, um, yeah, this morning I sat and I journaled and reflected and just asked myself, um, first and foremost, where am I feeling fear? And my fear in choosing free birth, my fear in choosing anything (laughs) is, am I making the right decision? Right. And I think that, um, this, my, my presumption is that this is something that many, not just mothers, but parents battle with and navigate daily is, am I making the right decision for my child? Is this the right choice? Um, and that's, that's part of my, the fear that I'm sitting in is, is this the right choice? Um, if something goes wrong and something happens, am I going to feel shameful? Am I going to feel guilty about the choice that I have made? Or am I going to stand firm in that choice and in that belief? I don't know. And the thing is that, um, you know, babies die in the hospital, babies die at home, babies die in free birth, mothers die in the hospital at home and in free birth. And there is no, there is no way to know, firstly, what is going to happen. There's no way to know. So, yeah, I'm sure if if that is to be my experience, of course it's going to be easy to look back and say, oh, I should have done X, Y, Z, right? Hmm. But there's no way to know. And so when I come back into my body and I come back into the present moment, what feels the safest for me right now? What feels like the right decision for me right now? And for me, what feels right is that I trust that my body knows how to birth. I trust that my baby knows how to be born. And I trust that no matter what happens, I will be able to navigate it in whatever capacity, in whatever way I need to. So, yeah, that was that was really beautiful for me to be invited to sit in in that reflection. Um, and to come back to that truth, because it is a truth. Um, what doesn't feel safe for me is to immediately assume that something is going to go wrong, so I need to give my power away um, to the medical system. That that doesn't feel in alignment. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel safe in my body. 
um, what I am prioritizing is um, the things that I can control. So this was another prompt that I gave myself of what can I actually control? Because I am, I am grasping at all of these different things, trying to control the outcome of something that I don't have much control over. But there are some things that I do have control over. So what are those things? And firstly, it's where I choose to birth, right? I have the choice. I can go to the hospital. I can stay home. Um, and for me, okay, what's going to make me feel the safest? Where do I feel the safest? I feel the safest at home, in the four walls that that is my home. So it feels good for me to choose, okay, I'm going to stay home. What else, sorry if you can hear that plane, by the way. What else do I have the ability to control? I have the ability to control who's there and um, whose energy I let in to my birth space. And that is going to be myself, obviously, (laughs) and Florian, my partner, and Aviana, my soul sister, my person, you know, my heart. Um, And I was teetering for for a long time on... um, whether to have Aviana there or not. Um, And I communicated this with her, how, (laughs) yeah, it started with like, yes, I want you there. And then it was like, well, I don't actually know. Um, And I went back and forth so many times. I'm like, ugh, she is just the most, like, beautiful, loving, supportive being that I could have asked for in this situation because she's just like, Whatever you need, like, do that. Choose that. I will be there if you want me there. I won't be there if you don't want me there. You can change your mind halfway through. You could ask me to leave if you want me to leave, um, if, if you want me to come. Um, and we haven't planned that. Like, get me, like, um, not get me, um, you know, tell me and I'll be there. So she's just been like ebbing and flowing with me, which I'm so grateful for because there's been no expectation. Um, I haven't felt the expectation um, of anything from her. She's just like, you are leading this and I will follow. Um, so I'm so grateful for that experience. But what I what I realized from... Um, I yeah, from listening, I just had like three thoughts at the same time and my brain just kind of froze for a second. Um, so when I first got pregnant, I had a vision that Aviana and Florian were the people that were around me. And that's what I, that's what I originally wanted. And what I didn't realize was happening was I was creating this story that I needed to do it alone, that I needed to do it by myself, that it was only Florian and myself there when we conceived the baby, so it should only be us two uh, when I birthed the baby. And like, yeah, while it's true, (laughs) it was just Florian and myself when we conceived, that doesn't mean that I don't get to be fully supported 
that I, that, that there's something wrong with me if I ask for more support. And this is what listening to the podcast um, where Noelle was sharing her story really helped to reflect back to me. Um, yeah, my own experience, because that's what she shared. Um, she shared that, you know, she felt like she had to do it alone, that um, with just her and her partner, and, and there was a moment where she wished that there was a woman there to put her hand on her womb and say, you can do this. Um, and yeah, she prompted to um, check in with our mother wound and and for me that's the feminine um and something that i've navigated oof for a long time is is learning how to trust the feminine and aviana is the woman in my life who i trust so deeply to hold me in the way I want to be held, to witness me in the way I want to be witnessed, to not um, project onto me, to, yeah, just she's, she's just the one that I go to um, to be that feminine space holder because we've created such a beautiful relationship. Um, there is so much safety with her. Um, and... I think that, um, yeah, that, well, I don't think, I know that um, I want her there. And it took me a while to solidify that. And there was other energies and um, discomforts and and things um, at play that, you know, were making me kind of dance around it and not stand firm in that desire and, and that decision. Um, but I solidified that. I said, I want you, you know, Florian is my, my masculine and Aviana is my feminine. Um, and yeah, for me, like, what can I control? I can control the energies that are present and if there's going to be anyone witnessing me in this, I want it to be those two. If there's going to be anyone holding me in this, I want it to be those two because they are my two people, you know? Um, that I, yeah, that my body feels the safest to soften and to open with. Um, you know, there's, there's no dysregulation in vulnerability with them so for me having them there just makes sense that's that's going to enhance my feelings of safety and I also trust and know that no matter what I say and what I ask for and what I need they will fully show up for me um, and I think that that's really important in this in this space and in this transition in my life in this rites of passage this initiation um, so yeah, that was something that really came up is, um, uh, I have the, I can control who I let into my birth energy, my birth space. And then what else do I have control over? 
until I birth, I have control over the, well, always I have the control over the internal work that I do. So regulating my nervous system, acknowledging, hey, I am sitting with all of these fears right now and it's hard and it's uncomfortable and I have the choice to fully acknowledge them, feel them, witness them, receive whatever, you know, whatever um, communications, whatever messages they're trying to share with me and then release them. (coughs) Release them when the time is right, when I feel ready. Mm. So those are the things that I have control over. I don't have control over my body when I'm birthing. I'll have control over my breath. So that's something that I can start working with now, is sitting and being with my breath sitting in discomfort and being with my breath. Um, something that's been really present for me the last like two weeks has been this topic of expanding the nervous system, my nervous system's capacity for discomfort. And um, that's really the lessons that have been showing up for me as well is, hey, this is uncomfortable. Can you sit in it? Hey, this is uncomfortable. Can you feel it without wanting to run away? Without wanting to fight it? Without wanting to people please? Can you sit in this discomfort and be with it? Oh baby, that's that's a big one for me. <laughs> that's a big one for me and I, I believe that it's a big one for a lot of people, not just me. Um, cause that is hard. <laughs> that is fucking hard period. Right. Um, and I can do hard things, right? You can do hard things. We can do hard things. So just cause it's hard doesn't mean it's impossible. doesn't mean it's out of my reach. Um, but it is a practice, right? This is not some, oh, I wish it was, (laughs) but it's not some overnight thing where I just wake up one day and I decide my nervous system's capacity is growing and it's easy to feel uncomfortable. Like, yes, I can, I can mentally decide that I can consciously decide that, but the actual embodiment of expanding my nervous system and sitting in discomfort and being with it, that's hard (laughs) and it takes time and patience and devotion So that's also something that I'm going to be sitting with and working with is, yeah, the expansion of my nervous system, um, the capacity that I have in, in my body to be uncomfortable. Oh, and something that's coming up, um, is just because I feel uncomfortable, doesn't mean that I am unsafe. And that feels so powerful. This is something that I said in a in a conversation with Aviana. Just because um, discomfort is present doesn't mean that there is no safety. Safety does not equal comfort. 
right? We can feel uncomfortable and still be safe. So I'm sitting with that too of reminding myself, it is safe for me to feel uncomfortable. It is safe for me to feel fear. And I think that's going to be, well, I've written it down as one of my affirmations um, for birth is it's safe for me to feel fear. It's safe for me to feel fear. It's safe for me to feel fear. Because I assume (laughs) from what I've heard, stories I've listened to, other women's experiences that, that they've shared with me, um, or I've, I've witnessed from afar, um, is that there comes a point where it's scary. (laughs) Birth can be scary. And I think it's that lack of control, which is scary. I'm not in control of what's happening to me. So yeah, that's something that's, that's really prominent right now is, um, it is safe for me to feel fear. It is safe for me to feel fear. It is safe for me to feel uncomfortable. Um, And yeah, I want to really like program that deep, deep, deep into my subconscious mind um, and share that also with um, Aviana and with Florian so that they can reflect that back to me if I start panicking or saying I can't do this or I'm too scared. Um... They can remind me, Eden, it's safe for you to feel fear. It's safe for you to be afraid. It's safe for you to be scared. You're allowed to be scared. You're allowed to to feel fear. So, yeah, the reality of birth is that we don't have control over everything. We do have control over some things. So... We, we can decide, okay, these are the things that I have control over. What feels best for me? What am I going to choose so that in these areas, at least, I can feel the safest, as, as, as safe as possible? Um, and yeah, and that, that creates the container, the masculine structure for me. That creates the masculine container container um, of being held in that space and allowing the feminine to be wild and unpredictable and mysterious and magical, um, which is birth, right? The way that it moves through our bodies. And of course, everything I'm saying right now is like... (laughs) hypothetical who knows I might come back on here and say don't listen to a word that I fucking said (laughs) after I birthed my baby but I don't know right that's that's also part of the beauty of processing all of this and sitting with all of this now is that um I'm gonna get moments to reflect back on on this journey um pre-birth you know still in my pregnancy Um, and I get to learn, right? I get to learn from this experience. And I think that that's something that, um, yeah, that I'm not realizing until right now in this moment. So (laughs) you get the, uh, uh, yeah, the front row seats to this processing, but, um, 
there is a fear, kind of what I said at the beginning of being wrong, of making the wrong choice, um, which ultimately is my desire to be perfect, my conditioning of perfectionism and knowing how to do things the right way the first time um, that is that is showing up with this. And I think that I, yeah, I need to give myself a little more grace. <laughs> a little more grace, a little more softness, a little more compassion, because this is my first time doing this. And how beautiful that I get to walk this path in such a conscious way where... Um, yeah, I, I am doing the inner work to sit with um, everything that's surfacing, right? Um, and, and learning how to navigate that as best as possible um, so that, yeah, I can, I can make my transition a little smoother or softer or I don't know. I don't even know. <laughs> I just like the learning process. I love learning through um, this lens. So, yeah, but I think I'm just realizing now how I really deserved more compassion <laughs> than I've been giving myself um, to just be where I'm at, to not know, to maybe make a choice that I regret and learn from that. So, yeah, the reality for me in choosing free birth is that I don't get to run away from what scares me. I don't get to run away from, or I don't get to give my my power away um, to somebody else. I don't, I'm not asking I'm struggling to put this sentence together. I'm not asking somebody else to save me. Um, to keep me safe. I am cultivating that within myself. And that is hard, hard work. And I'm doing it. So that is where I'm at. That is my 20 week. 20 week, 28 week update um, with how I'm feeling, with what is alive for me, um, with the truth of or the reality of choosing free birth for myself. Of course, this is only my reality. Um, other, other women may have completely different experiences from me and that's beautiful because we are completely different people on completely different paths, walking completely different, um, or on completely different timelines. So yeah, this is just what is real and true and alive for me, um, and in my experience, but yeah, I'm really grateful for uh, witnessing Noelle in standing in her power and sharing her truth and sharing her story, um, knowing that, you know, not everyone is comfortable with the conversation of death, especially when the conversation of birth and death are one. Mm. It was so, like, just so eye-opening and... um 
yeah, just just really powerful to to witness. So I highly recommend, um, yeah, sitting with that podcast, listening to that podcast, really, really receiving the the wisdom because there is so much wisdom from from Noel's share. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I think that's it. <laughs> I ain't got anything else. I'm just laying here on my floor bed in my living room with a smile on my face. And I can hear the birds outside. Mm. And there's nothing else that wants to come through. So thank you for being here, for witnessing me. Even if you have a completely different experience than me. Even if you'd want to have a completely different experience than me. Um, thank you for being here and witnessing. And listening, supporting, loving. All, 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 all of that beautiful juiciness. Thank you. I appreciate you. I love you. And as always, I will speak to you in the next episode.